Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host, Taiwana Wilson. A little bit about myself. I'm your award-winning leadership maven, medical laboratory scientist by background, best-selling author, founder and CEO of Trendy Elite Media Group and Trendy Elite Coaching and Consulting Services, executive director with the John Maxwell team, Maxwell Disc Certified Consultant, and co-owner of Direct Impact Brock Network. Before we bring on my special guest, I want to share a few announcements. I am booking guests for this podcast through the remainder of 2020. So if you have a leadership message that you want to share, you can go on to directimpactbroadcasting.com to submit your interest. Once you click on the page, you will find a link that says Contact Us, and up under that you will find a link for Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, as well as Elaborate Topics. We have two new podcasts on the network with another that we'll be releasing very, very soon. The first podcast is SOS for Leaders. It is a podcast that offers practical strategies that you can use in both your personal and professional life. These podcasts are typically anywhere between uh, 10 to 20 minutes, so very, very quick and give you tips you can apply today. We also have Elaborate Topics. It is a podcast focused towards medical laboratory professionals, giving leadership and technical insight that can be used inside and outside of the laboratory. And then I'll give you just a little bit of a teaser. We have a health and fitness show that will be releasing very soon. So make sure you tune in and subscribe to all of uh, the podcasts on the network via directimpactbroadcasting.com or on your favorite podcast platform. If you have not gotten your personalized leadership assessment, please do so. You can get those at trendyelitellc.com. Today's special guest, Ms. April Benson. April Benson is a certified executive coach and author of the highly rated transformational book, The Life You Crave, The Business of You. Based in Washington, D.C., April specializes in corporate communications and crucial conversations, coaching, organizational leadership, and information management. With over 20 years of experience in her field, she channels her professionalism and straightforward honesty into helping high-potential women find their voice. April has a diverse educational and professional background from which she draws inspiration coaching. She is, a certifi- she is certified as a professional certified coach by the International Coach Federation, as well as a number of tools, including Myers-Briggs, Strong Interest Inventory, and Social Emotional Intelligence. April holds two master's degrees, a science degree in information management with a specialization in government from Syracuse University in Syracuse, New York, and telecommunications and information systems degree from Capital Technology University in Laurel, Maryland. From these, she learned the value of determination, deliberation, and an honest approach to human relations. 
April Jones consistently applies her extensive skills and strategies to each new engagement. Her unshakable work ethic and analytical calculating demeanor opened the door for many of these engagements, including decades' worth of service in her field. April has over 25 years of experience working with the United States federal government in the fields of management and information technology. She also has over 15 years of experience with working with nonprofit organizations, charities, small businesses, and corporations. These extraordinary experiences allow her to coach with wisdom and truth. She coaches about success from a foundation of personal experience. Her unique skill set and ambition to help others ultimately led to her career as an executive coach. By utilizing comprehensive strategies and a friendly, no-nonsense approach, April helps her clients succeed in their personal and professional lives by helping them to find and use their voice. Though she works primarily with women, she welcomes all high-potential clients with the same determination and drive. From a platform of her own professional accomplishments, April guides her clients as they develop a strategy, build motivation, so that they can set expectations, set boundaries, and ultimately set themselves up for success. All of her qualifications and professional Experiences culminate in her impactful, sincere coaching. Above all else, her life's passion is to help her high-potential clients achieve the life they've always craved. April Benson's coaching style and author books are a beacon of light for all that experience them. She shares invaluable insight earned from her own journey to success. She helps her clients find and use their voice. In all of her life's work, one theme remains clear. It's never too late to make a positive change in your life. Personal and professional success is attained with a great deal of hard work and determination. And April Benson Jones has made it her life's mission to help her clients and readers achieve just that, success. Good evening, good evening, Miss April Benson. How are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. I am well, and I'm excited to be here. I am so excited to have you on this show this evening. You are doing some amazing things in your field with your coaching and with your clients. So let's just jump right in so the listeners can get to know more about you. So, Ms. April, can you, can you share with the listeners a little bit about your leadership journey and how did you get to where you are today? Sure. Uh, so probably about maybe 20-something 20, 20 years ago, <laughs> I became a manager in the federal government, um, and I was kind of thrown into it. Um, It wasn't something that I sought out to do. Um, And during that time, I I realized that I didn't have all of the tools that I needed to be the leader that I wanted to be. Uh, I sought out opportunities uh, when they presented themselves to uh, continue my education, further my education to become a better leader. I often worked with other coaches. Um, I've always had a coach. I 
find them to be um, a valuable part of my overall um, life and, and career professional development. Um, so in working with coaches and going to training, I started to uh, develop my leadership skills. And along the way, I found that it was um, extremely difficult for women, um, me being in the IT field at the time, um, I was always the only female in the room. I was always the youngest person in the room, and it was extremely difficult to um, get my point across, to make my points, to um, get people to hear me, to be seen, to be heard, um, to not feel um, scared, you know, in, in a room with these other men. They, basically, they were older uh, white men. Um, and just working through the things that I needed to work through with the coach, you know, with the training, and learning to find my voice in my space as a leader, you know, wanting to make sure that they heard me um, when various topics came up that I had um, substantial insight on, or uh, projects that were under my domain that um, my staff, you know, were responsible for. I needed to make sure that I could develop um, the skills I needed to fight for my staff, you know, not only for me but for my staff, and to be the best possible well-rounded leader that I could be. Wow. I can totally uh, agree, and it resonates with me when you say the youngest in the room and, and being the mm -hmm. only in the room. I'm sure that was very difficult, especially being in a field where it's dominated by white men uh, in the field of IT. There How were definitely some trying times, definitely. I'm sure. How were you able to successfully navigate that culture to be able to stand out and be seen? Um, I decided that I would do it one person at a time. So if I could find an ally in the room, you know, start to work with um, a lot of folks behind the scenes. So what I would not do is I wouldn't bring up a lot of things at the table. I started watching the room and noticing who the, the key players were and what moves they were making, I would then wait until after the meeting and say, oh, hey, you know, Bob, can I grab you for a second, walk back to your office with you, and, you know, just started having more one-on-one -on -one conversations about some of the things that concerned me that may have come up during a meeting um, or some uh, points that I felt like were not addressed. And over time, I just started winning them over one at a time. It was a, it was a slow process, but um, in the end, it worked out well for me. Um, they started hiring more females, you know, and the camaraderie between the groups um, became um, a little more inclusive, and um, it, it was just a slow 
process, but just a, a one at a time domino, knocking them down one at a time, um, and de- developing that one-on-one personal rapport really helped a lot. You know, oftentimes, uh, unfortunately, uh, females in particular as leaders, we aren't viewed the same as male counterparts. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're leading um, a multi-million dollar corporation or if you're leading your household, you know, you are a leader and um, the, the same respect is deserved no matter what leadership role you have. Absolutely. I think that's an awesome strategy that you had with kind of being observant in the room and quiet in the room, but really kind of seeking out who those key influencers are and having those conversations, having those one-on-ones, making uh, the connection and building those relationships. I think that's an excellent uh, point and strategy that you gave the listeners. April, leaders come from all different backgrounds, and we all have our own unique strengths and our own experiences that we're bringing into the workplace and bringing into uh, our careers and organizations that we serve. What do you feel has been beneficial for you to be able to thrive in your environment, in the government, in the field of IT, to be able to open up those doors for you to be successful and have your seat at the table? I think the biggest thing for me was educating yourself, whether it's returning to school, uh, taking a formal class of some sort, or, like I mentioned, being observant and, and just watching how things function and operate and seeing where there are those opportunities to uh, make a difference and taking advantage, not being afraid of stepping out and taking advantage of those small windows of opportunity when they present themselves, volunteering for committees or assignments that you really aren't interested in, but they will help propel you to the next level. So being strategic about all of your moves and basically not doing anything willy-nilly has been really invaluable for me. That's good. That is really good. Don't be afraid to take advantage of those opportunities, listeners. You just never know with saying one yes where that one yes can take you. April, good leaders ask great questions. And as they, the old saying goes, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. So if you don't ask, you'll never know. What has been some of the best questions that you feel you've asked that really made a difference in your career path and where you are today? Um, I probably, maybe these aren't questions specifically, but there are three primary phrases that I try to keep in mind at all times. Um, and not being afraid to say um, absolutely, you know, a, a strong yes or um, a resounding, unquestionably, you know, just absolutely, you know, be firm in, in your language. And so absolutely 
is one of my favorite go-to words. So it's not a question uh, per se, but another, um, well, this one is a question. Another example of something, the three uh, areas or words, phrases that I keep in mind at all times is I see we have a misunderstanding. How can we understand each other better? So having a difference of um, opinion, you know, often occurs. And so to lessen the um, intensity maybe of the conflict, just, you know, acknowledging, I see we have a misunderstanding and how can we understand each other better? And then finally, another key phrase is, I'd be happy to help you. Oftentimes, um, we are thrown off and put off by various asks that are made of us. Um, And even if it's something that you don't have time to do, you know, still acknowledging that person and letting them know that you are willing to assist them, you know, you'd be happy to help them, but maybe now isn't the best time. So though I didn't answer your question directly with questions, those are the three kind of phrases that I find to be um, extremely beneficial and helpful helpful in all of my communications um, as a leader. I think those are great. I think any tool that we can add to our toolbox to have us to think differently uh, is great for our listeners and our leaders to to know because you're right. Sometimes when we we get asked stuff, we are uh, ready or are, are tempted to you know maybe say something that's not so positive. So you know, especially if we're overwhelmed and maybe feel like we're overworked. Uh, and so absolutely, I will be happy to help you, I think, are, are great, or I see that we have a misunderstanding. How can um, we better understand? I think those are great uh, statements that people should, should add to their toolbox. Ms. Benson, we've all failed at one time or another, right? There's no perfect patties, and sometimes social media you know, whether it be on LinkedIn or Facebook, Instagram, or some of the other platforms, can give that perception that, you know, everything is all well, it's always been all well, and there's never been any trials and and tribulations, never been any failures or any opportunities to learn or any mistakes. So can you share with the listeners uh, one of your mistakes or a few of your mistakes and the lessons that you learn from them? Sure. So that kind of speaks directly to my book, The Life You Crave, The Business of You. Um, When I started thinking about writing a book, uh, I thought about what would be most beneficial to me. So I didn't think about really what would be most beneficial to everyone else, but me 10 years ago or April 20 years ago, what were those things that I now know today that I wish I had known 10 years ago, 20 years ago? And that was what birthed the life you crave, the business of you. Um, I've had many failures and many setbacks, and I thought a time or two, oh, I wish I had only known, you know, X or Y. And this book uh, speaks to a couple of areas specifically that 
I've been impacted by. And um, I thought if I could just share a little bit of my experience and the, the knowledge that I've obtained as part of that experience with other people, then maybe it will save, you know, just one person some time later. Um, and so one of the big things for me was I did not go to college straight from high school, straight out of high school. Um, I took a couple of classes initially, and I thought, oh, gosh, I, I don't want to do this. And my family couldn't afford me, couldn't afford to send me to a university. That was the big thing. I wanted to go away to a four-year college. And it just wasn't in the cards uh, financially. And I was not aware of um, other avenues. You know, you don't know what you don't know. So I wasn't aware of other avenues that may have been available to me at the time. And I never, you know, I just didn't go to college. I took a few classes, and then I thought, forget it. I'll just get a real job, and I'll go from there. And I ended up regretting doing that. Um, so looking at um, education and learning, um, I now believe in being a lifelong learner and that it's never too late to return to school, to further your education, to better yourself. So I started college or went back to college when I was about 25 um, and worked through an undergrad and then also obtained uh, two master's degrees, all with a toddler at the time. Um, so I think that, you know, stressing to our, your listeners the, the importance of following their dreams no matter what their age is. Uh, one of the chapters in my book is learning knows no age limit because it doesn't matter how old you are. You can um, always learn, and, and the degree, you know, will, will never fade. So it doesn't matter if you obtain it at, you know, 24, if you obtain your degree at 54, it, it's the same degree. Um, so that's one of the chapters, as well as um, finding your truth. Uh, I failed miserably uh, in my first um, marriage and just being able to center myself and, and find my real truth of, of who I was was so beneficial rather than who um, I thought he wanted me to be or who I thought my parents wanted me to be. So it was all about finding my truth. And I wrote about that as well in my book. Um, and then I think one other chapter that's worth mentioning is overcoming setbacks, generally speaking, just overcoming setbacks. Um, the year that I wrote this book, as a matter of fact, the, the last day uh, that I met with my editor to – finalized, you know, to say basically everything was done, you know, we have a release date for you, was also the same day um, that my mother passed away. And I had to go back to the setbacks chapter, overcoming setbacks chapter several times for myself um, just to remind myself that this too you know, not show past because I'll never get over it, but, you know, this is a moment in time, 
and there's tomorrow, and there's the day after tomorrow. Um, and I needed to really regroup from the setback of losing my mother um, to move forward in life. So though these chapters may represent something different for me, the experience for me um, is different maybe than the experience for you or, you know, one of your listeners in terms of a setback or, you know, their learning experience. All of the chapters will apply to whatever type of example you, specific example you may have that's related to the chapter. So each chapter has um, some text as well as some exercises. So it's not just straight reading, it's reading and then applying. Um, but, and also I'll mention that the book is available on Amazon if uh, anyone is interested in obtaining a copy. The Life You Crave, The Business of You. Um, Awesome. Yeah, you had a, a lot of nuggets in there. I'm happy that you mentioned where the listeners could get the book. Uh, so The Life You Crave, The Business of You, listeners, is on Amazon. So make sure you go out and get the book and, and support April and her efforts. It sounds like it's an awesome read and that it has uh, the information as well as some uh, exercises that you can apply. But I'm happy you mentioned about, you know, being able to go back to school at any time because every, you're right, everybody doesn't go right out of high school and it's never too late. So, you know, if it works out and you go right out of high school, awesome. If it don't, then you can always go back. The important thing is that you have to uh, be educated. You have to definitely uh, get some education. And kudos to you, going to school and working and having a toddler, that's all a struggle uh, within itself of being able to balance. Uh, so how were you able to find that that balance of being able to, to do it all. So in a time where we're asked to do more and serve more, give more, be the best, and, and the list goes on and on, it's easy to compromise your core values and, you know, just get caught up in just trying to do it. So what advice would you give to our, our women listeners and those who are struggling to find that balance of, of thinking how do I do this with my family and going to school and working and still try to figure out who I am? Right. Um, so one of the things that I really believe uh, is that we all find time to do what's important for us or important to us, just like we all find money for what's important to us. Um, so getting my education at that time was super important. Like, I had to. I was just so overwhelmed with now is the time that it felt easy. It honestly did. It did not feel like I was stressed. It didn't feel like I, you know, had, don't have enough hours in the day. Um, it did mean that Maybe I didn't socialize as much as I once did, uh, but 
I had to prioritize what was important to me and figure out how I was going to make that work and and how I was going to make that happen. And fortunately for me, um, because I had a toddler, I went to class. I did all of my um, education was online. So in the evenings, I'd get home from work, you know, get him straight, and I'd have my first class at 7 p.m. and go until maybe 11, sometimes midnight, um, a couple of days a week. It wasn't every day. So I could work around that, and I explained to him, um, difficult to explain to a five-year-old, but explaining to, um, you know, a four- and five-year-old that, hey, mommy needs this time, you know, you're going to have to go to bed on time, I need you to do your part so that I can do my part, and just, you know, communicating. And also um, there were some times when my mother um, would come and, and spend the night at my house to help me out. So I did have support, you know, from my parents. Uh, but it was important to me. Um, I just I can't think of any other way to describe what needs to be done other than if it's important enough to you, you figure it out. You find a way. You know, you don't socialize you or as much, or you, you know, enlist the. Um, support of your friends and family. Um, it's it's extremely important, I do believe, to have a support system. So that definitely uh, will help through your journey if you're returning to school um, later in life. The support system is been is beneficial whether you're returning to school later, you know, later in life or not. Um, with whatever you're doing. As leaders, um, maybe starting a business as well, you need support. So if it's important enough to you, you figure it out. You find a way. You make it happen. And I, I think back on those days, and I can't think of anything in particular that uh, stood out during those those years that made it seem like it was, hard or, you know, what am I going to do or how am I going to make this work? I just don't remember ever feeling like that. Once I made up my mind that this is what I was going to do, I did it. I don't know if that's going to be helpful for the listeners or not, but, yeah, that's the position that I was in. I think so. I think the listeners uh, need to know, and that's how we kind of grow and we know that we're not alone. You know, we know that from listening to somebody else's story and they made it, you know, or was able to go back to school with, you know, having a small child and working all day and then, you know, losing a, a, a mom and their support system and, you know, figuring out their new normal you know, post losing somebody that they love, all of that helps us as leaders uh, learn and grow, and we know that we're not alone. We are, you know, there's somebody out there that has the same struggles that 
going through and we're thinking about. So I think that's valuable uh, information that you share with the listeners. April, I often get the question, where do I find leadership experience or how do I build my leadership toolbox? What advice would you give to an emerging leader or even somebody who's looking to kind of reinvent themselves for finding leadership opportunities? Um, The easiest place would be to find uh, a mentor, Um, or the easiest thing to do would be to find a mentor, Um, maybe somebody that has some of those qualities and traits that you um, appreciate that maybe you would strive to have. Um, That goes back to building relationships. So if you have um, a mentor, that person can feed you nuggets, can talk to you about what they did, you know, early on. Um, Also, there's always formal training. Um, Also, going back to something I mentioned earlier, volunteering for different things, even if, again, it's not something you're extremely excited about, but it will provide you an opportunity to um, expand the skill set, to um, enhance um, knowledge that you have or to show others that you have a particular skill that maybe they aren't aware that you have. That would be the biggest thing, um, volunteering and uh, taking on new uh, challenges and, and opportunities as they're presented that stretch you um, would be most beneficial for overall leadership, building leadership skills. Awesome. And then I know that you uh, are trained and certified in a variety of uh, leadership assessments, such as Myers-Briggs and some of the others. How important do you feel like these personalized assessments are, the strong interest inventory and social-emotional intelligence? So... I think depending on what you are, um, where you are in your life and what you're attempting to do next um, will determine how beneficial an assessment could potentially be for you. Um, For my practice, I commonly use the um, social and emotional intelligence assessment. Um, because most leaders struggle in a couple of uh, key areas, and the social and emotional intelligence assessment can help hone in on why they may be struggling in particular areas. So building relationships, as an example. Um, I have clients that may come to me and say, oh, I'm just struggling to have a bond with, you know, my team. Um, And we can take a look at results from the social and emotional intelligence assessment, as an example, and see that maybe um, that's due to their lack of trust, you know, their underlying lack of trust for people or 
um, their underlying lack of trust to allow others to do things. Um, and, and with that, we can then start to break down why they feel that way um, and what are some uh, other tools that they can implement um, in their life to work on moving past, you know, that that fear of untrust for their team members or the underlying untrust that maybe they, they didn't realize they had. So assessments can play a key role and are extremely important uh, depending on a, the client's potential um, situation and what their specific circumstances. I agree. I, I like assessments. I feel like they are great for awareness. So definitely mm-hmm. want to bring awareness for you and, you know, the awareness of those that are around you. Uh, I am certified in DISC, and I like this because I think it's one of the mm-hmm. easiest ones to understand and apply mm-hmm. today. I'm all about being able to apply, act, you know, readily today. And so I like that when I always start out uh, with that one with clients. Uh, and, again, it's more so for awareness because you may have one perception of, you, of yourself and, and may be thinking one way and communicating one way, uh, and, it, and it doesn't always work out for your good. So I think that's an excellent thing that, that people can invest in. Mm-hmm. So, April, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you've had to develop tough skin because you'll hear a lot of yeses, but you'll also hear a lot of noes. And I'm sure with the current uh, pandemic and the change that's happening uh, in the world today, you probably experienced a lot of uh, noes or changes in your business. So what kind of mindset have you had to develop since you started your business, since you started your business? and during this time? So um, I think for me when starting the business, um, I held on to the safety net of my federal uh, job for a while um, so that I could feel comfortable in um, revving up the business but still having the safety net of a consistent income. Since then, um, now that we're in the midst of so many unknowns as it relates to the pandemic, a lot of the focus, fortunately I haven't lost any clients, but a lot of the focus of the coaching has changed. Um, Where before we would... um, speak more about developing, you know, them as leaders and finding their voice and, you know, all those things that go along with that, they um, are now more stressed and and the conversations are more around the levels of anxiety that they're feeling and what we can do um, as a team to... Um, help with help the anxiety to to subside. Um, helping them to work through um, exercises, um, 
in, let's see, exercises in um, their their own mental health state, at, you know, in, during these times. So the shift, no, I don't want to talk about that. You know, now let's just talk about how I'm feeling more so than what I need to do. Is has been the big shift now. So I've been blessed and fortunate that the business has not taken um, a hit in that way. But what has um, stopped is the planning for future efforts because um, many of those efforts involve me interacting with large groups, and uh, that's not possible right now. So had working on developing uh, relationships with individual businesses, and that's a little slow now because a lot of those businesses are struggling to uh, stay afloat and are struggling, you know, with the results of the pandemic. So no immediate no's for me, but a lot of changes in how I'm actually operating and what I'm looking forward to do in the future. Awesome. Well, that's that's great news uh, that you are still moving forward and still thriving and things are still going well in your business. So what final tidbit would you like to leave the listeners with? I think for particularly for the female uh, listeners, I think that it would be important for them to always remember to have a personal brag list because you aren't going to always hear the kudos and the thank yous from everybody that you work with or that you come, um, that you interact with. So you'll want to develop your own personal brag sheet where you keep track of those accomplishments. And you always remember how great and how wonderful you are. Absolutely. I, I love that because you're right. As, as leaders, as managers, supervisors, you don't always hear uh, the good things. Sometimes you just hear the bad things. And so you do need to keep your own personal brag list. So, April, how can our listeners stay connected with you and continue to support you in your efforts? I am on all social media platforms. Well, maybe not all. <laughs> the main ones, I'm on LinkedIn um, and Facebook, Twitter. Um, I, I also have a website, um, www.aprilbbenson.com. Um, my social media connections can be found at that website. If you'd like to email me, um, you can feel free to do that. I can be reached at april at thelifeyoucrave.com. But otherwise, feel free to peruse my website. It has all of the pertinent contact information for social media as well as phone numbers. Um, a contact uh, sign-up sheet or sign-up page, as well as information about my book. Awesome. 
Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, April, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to give me the opportunity to interview you this evening. It was definitely an honor and a pleasure to learn more about you and have you on the show as a guest. So continue blessings on your journey ahead. Wonderful. Thank you so very much for having me. I've enjoyed speaking with you this evening, and I wish you the best as well. Thank you, thank you. I definitely appreciate that. So thank you, listening audience, for tuning in to tonight's show with our special guest, Ms. April Benson, where she shared with us to find an ally in the room. Have those one-on-one conversations with key influencers. It's about the connections and the relationships, one at a time, and then you'll start to build buy-in. Educate yourself through formal education or through taking classes. Don't be afraid to take advantage of opportunities when they present themselves. There are three phrases you should keep in mind or question phrases. Absolutely. So if somebody asks yourself, absolutely. Or I see we have a misunderstanding. How can we better understand each other? Or simply, I would be happy to help. If something is important to you, you'll find a way to get it done. A support system is critical and necessary in your career goals as well as in your life. Make sure you find a mentor that has the qualities and traits that you desire and keep a personal brag list. Keep track of your accomplishments because every day will not be roses and sunshine. So make sure you keep a brag list to keep you going and so that you know the things that you have accomplished and have done well. If you like what you heard tonight and want to listen to previous shows, you can subscribe at directimpactbroadcasting.com. If you are thinking about starting your own podcast, we would love to have your show on the network with our other shows. You can send an email to info at directimpactbroadcasting.com to learn more. And please tune in next week to hear from another amazing leader. Until then, have a good evening. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly. 